You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Clan of Three, a uh, Masters Buttons podcast dedicated to all things Star Wars, and specifically right now, the Bad Batch. And uh, joining me tonight is uh, our, our old buddy, Death Squad, also known as Jake Wilson. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good. I'm fully 5G enabled now, fully vaccinated, so... My 5G is in uh, two days, so... Yes. So at least now... We, those chips. At least now maybe I can get some reception in this godforsaken area. <laughs> <laughs> make make your Apex games or whatever other multiplayer games better. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. If you're noticing right now, we're missing our uh, illustrious, talkative host, Ednar, and his uh, Miley Cyrus beautiful voice. <laughs> Take, taking a vacation right now back in a couple weeks we'll miss him but uh can't take a break for him we gotta get going on with the show yeah. gotta talk about star wars that's right but before before we start with that we would like to welcome any first-time listeners if you'd like to become a part of the clan of three community please join us over at mash.gg slash discord where you can meet the host and talk all things star wars and talk about the bad batch and which is your favorite character and why it is um Tech, just to annoy Adenar. Yes, everybody. Just say you love tech. And tell Adenar he's wrong for his opinion. Mm-hmm. No matter what opinion it is, even if it's a good opinion, like Jar Jar's the worst, he's wrong. No, 100% wrong. That's always wrong. But anyways, we have a, a new newest episode of the Bat Batch got released this week. And uh, the episode was uh, cornered. What did you uh, think of this episode so far? Or what was your thoughts on it? I thought it was a fun episode, especially compared to last week. Last week was a sort of a boring filler episode, except for half of it. But this week, mm-hmm. man, they really stepped it up, and they had my uh, yeah. one of my favorite Star Wars things in there, which are speeder bike chases. Speeder bike chases, yes. And uh, yeah, I also really enjoy. I, I thought it was a lot better episode. But one thing I'm kind of noticing from these episodes that I'm not liking is their length. Like I know they're an animated series, but they it feels like they had to rush things more, so it gets it's over before you even start to enjoy it. Yeah, and plus this one was so well, the action took place and it just it went by so quick. I just wanted more. Yeah, I wanted more too. It's just like like what's going on? Like all right, it's like all right, everything's getting hit up, everything's ready to go, and credits. Like ah, and not even that's like that was like a hinted at. But I guess I should talk about actually what happened in this ep- the show. Um, started off with the Bad Batch are trying to go to this um, another planet. I think the name of that planet was. I have it written down over here. Actually, I just closed it out because I'm an intelligent. It was person. Pantora. Uh, no, Pantora is the the world where they um, they landed on for repairs. They are uh, where was it? I, oh wait, uh, uh, I think I'm reading the wrong one. No, Pantora is the way. There, here it is. I finally found it. I Ida Flores. They're trying to go to this place called Ida Flor or something. Which I think, if I remember correctly, was um, let's see, 
It just says an astronomical object uninhibited by time with the Imperial era. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. That's kind of strange. That's like odd wording. But, yeah, that's the way they, they worded it on the Wikipedia, but it's a, it's a plan they're trying to head to right now, but they can't make there, so they had to land on Plantora to make some, uh, some repairs. Some more repairs. Also, they needed to change their signature on their ship. Because apparently the Empire now realized that these guys, they probably should want, probably get rid of them. They're causing some trouble. They're now on the wanted list. And I also that, noticed um, they're like the really bad drivers who only get gas and supplies when they're desperately about to run out. <laughs> it's like they yeah, don't plan like, too well for these trips. Yeah, they just repaired it last time, and now it's like barely like they are no food no fuel and it looks like it's taking more damage somewhere i'm like when did your ship get hurt again but yeah they're now on this planet pantora which um correctly it's actually it's a very warm place but apparently it's orbiting a planet it's an ice planet that it's orbiting right now which i thought was very interesting uh notes i have here is the moon pantora is a is a moon of a uh, planet Erodo plutonium which was the site of the system's first appearance in the Clone Wars. And that planet's a snowy planet, but the moon is a very temperate tropical planet. How does that work? That doesn't make any sense. Not well, really. You know what? It's Star Wars Galaxy. Things aren't always going to make sense. Well, I'm, I, I just like to know more. Like, How does your, your main planet... That's like, you think that that would be warmer than the moon, their moon? I would think. I mean, yeah, you'd think. Usually the moon would be like a cold, desolate place. Yeah. And, uh, well, while luck, while going, they landed here, they saw they, uh, met this with this one, this one race. I think it's called a, I think it's a Saltara or something. Saltara is what they, how it's pronounced. It's like, it's not the first, it's the first time I've actually really seen it spelled out. I just like, it's that one, that one lip race guy. The guy there was Rasper Six. Which was apparently a planet also in the Legends of Star Wars series that they just reused for this guy. Guy was super shady coming out. Yeah, he was. Like extra shady. <laughs> just like any mechanic. <laughs> Pretty much. That's very true. <laughs> well, so I find, like, I need to see your, your signature. And since they're on the one list, he, they don't want him to see the signature. And I just thought it was amusing that Records like, no, we don't have to do that. He's like, well, fine. Just holds out his hand. He's like, uh, what? It's like, I could, I could not scan the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You won't scan the thing. No, no, really. I won't scan it. Yeah. We got it. You won't scan it. He's like, like, give me money. He's like, oh, oh, I get it. Which is kind of, I guess it makes sense. The tropes, the, the clones are used to being troops. They're used to being funded by the Republic. Which is why they're landing here. Like they, like, oh yeah, we have to scrounge around our own fuel, our own food, and apparently pay people to just land and get our ship just not impounded. Yeah, they're what? finding out what it means to be an adult. They really are. It, that is very true. It's like these clones are venturing out their own on their own. Yeah, Which, you know, technically they are. They are actually are independent. Yeah, they said, "I'm leaving, mom. Bye, dad." Just went out on their own and like, shit, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure. It's like, even then we got that. He's like, did they give, did they give a Republic credits or Imperial credits? I was kind of wondering. Um, might've been Imperial because okay. they were just, aren't they just switching over to Republic credits? 
Yeah, well, like the the Galaxy is, is switching over to Republic credits, but I wasn't really sure. I I couldn't tell with the look of the credits because it's money in Star Wars is kind of weird. So I was like, "All right, did you just give him old Republic credits or Imperial?" And if you gave him Imperial, did I forget where they're getting a bunch of Imperial credits? Yeah, because I don't I don't remember them getting paid for anything or salvaging something. Which is like one reason they're on this plan is to get their, they had to get money too, because like uh, Echo, Omega, and Hunter have to venture into the city and try to get some food and supplies. But first, they need money. How about uh, <clears throat> Echo's nice droid outfit? Yeah. He, he actually weird. looked pretty good. I liked how it looks. No, I like the look. The part I don't understand this is a thing that happens in Star Wars a lot. Is they ha- everybody has disguises? We had Luke with the stormtrooper. That's fine. They knocked out some stormtroopers. Had Leia pretending to be a bounty hunter. All right. And then uh, we had we had Mando trying to be a trooper as well. I think there was another one that there was someone disguised. Like a lot of times they get disguised. Well, all the times in like Rebels they got dis- they got disguises. Yeah. Like they're always they're always playing dress up in Star Wars. Right. One weird thing that was when I was watching this, I was like, I don't think, have we seen that helmet before? Or... I haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't Why does it. he, yeah, so I was like, he has, a, he has a mask ready to make him look like a droid. Why does he have that on their ship? When, when did he have time to make that? When did he pick it up? It kind of just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was kind of strange. I was like, all right. It's funny how it's like, Echo's like, 2,000. It's like, I'm worth more than that. <laughs> he knows what he knows his worth. Oh, yeah. When he went, th- when he went to the junk, uh, <laughs> the junk dealer and he tried to sell that explosive, the guy said, no, I will not. I, I won't buy that. Like, why? We're not in war anymore. Which, not really true. The, the war hasn't, I don't think they really had a peaceful time for transition. Literally, like, end of the, the Clone Wars, straight into the, uh, Another another civil war. Yeah, I I think there's probably like there's nothing no war going on here, so I have no need for it because it looked like a pretty bustling uh, planet. Yeah, it was very bustling. It had a lot of things going on. I think it was it was one thing that also amazed Omega seeing this. She's like, wow, like like I had a lot of stuff going on here. It was what a couple episodes. First time her seeing dirt. Just go from yeah. seeing dirt for the first time to basically walking into Times Square. That's like that's true. That's a shock. Yeah, and I, I realize it is a bustling planet because they had like tons of speeders everywhere just going through it. It's kind of like just a, a mini Coruscant, just not as many buildings, but still quite a bit. I did like the architecture. The architecture of the buildings really good. Yeah, the architecture was like it, it had a very. Uh... It looked like some type of like. Eastern European, you know, kind of like those Russian domes, how they got those uh, oh, yeah, round more tops. Russian. Yeah. What was also interesting here is when Rathbar, when, when the clones left, except for Echo and, and Echo Tech, Tech and Crusher, he, uh, Rathbar 6, which I also wonder, I know he had the name for a, uh, a planet. It's weird that he has a number in his name. Yeah. I'm like, are you a code agent for something? <laughs> but he calls he calls someone to come hang out with them. 
come track the Douglas like they're looking for money. And who does he call? Was it Fennec? Yeah, Fennec yeah, Shand yeah, from the who we first met in the Mandalorian season one, getting shot in the gut. Yeah, and which really? Hmm? I was gonna say it's, it was actually I was really excited to see her like, this early. I didn't think we'd see her as early as this. I thought she'd be oh yeah like a little more towards the middle towards the end. But I think this is good because you know she's not going to be like a one-off thing, so you're going to see her a lot. But what I want to know is, I wonder, well, let's get to it. I'll talk about this later. Yeah, like, one thing I thought interesting to see Finnick again is she's wearing the same outfit she's wearing in The Mandalorian, pretty much. Yeah, it is. Yeah, basically uh, it is. And someone said it's a younger version. I'm like, yeah, maybe younger, but she looks pretty much the same she does in The Mandalorian. And from this time frame, that's a good third, 20, 25, maybe 30 years. I mean, Ming-Na Wen still looks like she's 25. Yeah. So it's like, they're just probably going off. It's almost like they're mirroring her uh, real life. Yeah. But like, this is like time difference right here from yeah. where this is in The Mandalorian. I'm like, you're very young looking. It's not bad. It's just, wow, you aged very well. Yeah. I know. Just how. I can only imagine, like, how old is she in the Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. And it she's was gotta nice be, seeing her in the... I was gonna say, she's gotta be, like, in her 30s, at least. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, back to the, the junk shop where they're trying to sell the droids and sell uh, Echo. Did you like the uh, little, little trooper doll they had in there? Oh, that um, Omega had? Yeah, the trooper, yeah. The trooper doll that Omega had? Because I'd forgotten about it. I was looking at this and I saw this. I think it was like Square Ran or something like that. Apparently, there was another doll like that was used by uh, Jin in uh, Rogue One. She also had a Stormtrooper doll. Huh. I don't remember it that. Was a per- yeah. Like, uh, let me see if I can find the image later on. Yeah, right here. Ah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, you see what I mean? All right. Now, I- yeah, that's like exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's on purpose. I'm pretty sure if. Uh, Filoni just like, 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 we'll add this in there too. It's really cool to see, actually see toys in the Star Wars universe because sometimes it feels like they don't have like regular objects. Yeah, man, this could, must be like a very boring childhood. Just no toys. Mm-hmm. But like, they had toys there, but I also liked in this episode when they have more random objects that are just like for, people, for people's entertainment. Yeah. And what did you think of the people that were in this area? Because when they're walking through the city, there's a bunch of blue people. I noticed that. Like, I noticed that. I'm like, yeah. ooh, that's like, um, what's his face? Thrawn? Uh, Thrawn, yeah. Yeah, it's not. I, fa- I double-checked. I'm like, I'm, they look very like Chiss, but they don't have red eyes. And no, it's right. They're not, they're not Chiss. They're just Plantorans. It's just, that's how, they're very similar, but they don't have like the red eyes. And it was really interesting seeing them interact with the troopers because for some reason they land in the day there's a military parade going through the city. Right. What are the odds? Yeah, you know, I was like, ah, troopers. We want to avoid you guys. But everybody was so happy to yeah. see these troopers. It's who knows, man, the propaganda machine. You know, it's like, oh, they're here to save us. You know, they're gonna make everything better. Yeah, well, to be fair, that the, the war with the, with the separatists just ended, so people are probably ready for war to be over with, and they're not they're not aware that there's going to be a lot of oppression 
and uh, really crappy things happening in the future. Maybe yeah. not necessarily to the, to this to the these people because I feel like the empire was very nice to the Chiss races and by the Plantorans as well. Not sure why, but they seem to like them very much. Yeah. Good for them. They don't want to be on the shit end of that stick. I wouldn't want to be the shit end of that stick. <laughs> that is that is a load of planets, and I I like my planet. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What about the uh, the droids in the back after Echo was sold? Was that like a C three C three unit too? That droid it was a yeah protocol droid like a three I think three two astromech droids a protocol droid and I wasn't sure if the third one was a astromech or uh, not because it was kind of it, it walked kind of differently than the rest of them like normally like like like, like those wheeled things this one kind of like had actually like feet but it wasn't a protocol droid so yeah I wasn't sure about that. But I loved how the free, like, I don't know what it is when they make protocol droids. Like, when they build them, do they just add in, all right, the droid's almost done. Now add the annoying chip. Oh, it, every time I see them, even though it's not C3PO, it just reminds me and you just want to smash it. I did death like that smash. little, uh, yeah, that's a smash. <laughs> I did like the, uh, the little clanker droid, the little short, stubby one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like, that was the highlight of the droids for me. Yeah, I, I just love that droid that got really pissed. It's like, all right, this droid's in charge now. Maybe stuff will get done. Right. But I'm not sure what he was need, needed done with that. Like, it was nice seeing them. Like, uh, on each of those droids, I liked the little restraining bolts that apparently stops them from disobeying the master or doing what they're not supposed to. But they're apparently real easy to take off. Yeah. Not sure why they don't make better, better, better things than that. Because literally, like, like, we can't leave. He, like, Echo's like, don't worry. Just takes it all off. Apparently, it's droid proof. It's like, how'd you get it off? You're, you're a droid. It's like, ha Rips off his mask. Yeah, also, I like the way he said control. He's like, we're going to go there. They're like, no, we won't. Blaster. He's like, ah, good point. <laughs> yes. The, uh, the one thing that everybody agrees on. Do what the person with the blaster says. Do what the person with the blaster says. I was really surprised he took he he raised his mask up though to show me he was human. I wasn't really sure why he did that. He was hot. <laughs> it's hot in that mask. Oh, uh, that's fair. No. Well, it's, it was also amusing when he, when he left with those those droids and stuff and just showed the guy. Like, yeah, I'm not a droid. He's like, what the heck? It even asked for his money back. I, I was expecting to see him back. If he didn't do anything. Yeah. He was probably just shocked, like, wait a second. Did I just get duped? Yes, you did, buddy. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, you got what usually happens is whoever, whatever child they're looking after goes off missing. And that seems like Omega's thing so far. Yeah. She gets e- distracted very easily. Yeah. Like, I know, like, uh, Ed keeps saying that she thinks he's force sensitive, but. I still, the way she acts, the way she does things, I'm like, are you sure? I haven't seen anything that's really seemed Force-sensitive at all, or Force-related. Not yet, no. Maybe she'll uh, get put in a bad situation, that's when it comes out. Hopefully Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen, because, I mean, that's basically every Star Wars show. Yeah, did did you like her, uh, hello there, the animal (laughs) when she did that? Yes. (laughs) It's like, General Kenobi. (laughs) (laughs) 
Have you seen that remix of that where they just remix that a lot? Yes. I think I posted that in our Discord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you were the one who posted that. That yeah. was, I had way too much fun. Like, hello there, G- G- General Kenobi. <laughs> and uh, listen to that in the car now. Actually, a pretty decent track they did with like remixing those together. But, uh, when, when did you know that when she wanders off, though, she happens to run into a Finnick? Just happens to be there. Yeah, she just Fennec just happens to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah, I'm like, and I was expecting her to be like more aggressive about it, like just pick her up and grab her or something. But no, she's like, "Why, hello there. Are you lost? Would you like uh, me to help you?" Yeah, yeah, she's uh, played it nice and smooth. I mean, that's probably the best thing to do with the kid. You don't want to scare them, have them run away. Then you're chasing the kid through the streets, and everybody's looking. And of course, you know, it's Fennec. She's going to have to shoot you. Yeah, I know it's shooter. But like, it was a very long scene when they were talking together, just talking about their families and stuff, about her family and stuff with the, with the clones and trying to get back to her friends. It also took Hunter a bit of time to realize she was missing. Yeah, he's not used to uh, childcare. Well, you think with his hypersensitivity, he'd realize she's stepped away for a second. True. Yeah. Maybe she's just but that also, sneaky. Maybe. But also, right, like, I had, I saw suspicions that she's like, Omega's not force sensitive because she didn't seem to sense that there's something amiss. Or, this person's kind of weird. Kind of like, okay, I'll follow you. But to be fair, everybody's probably a little weird to her because everything that she's seen is new. Uh, she, maybe she's like everything's weird, so she can't tell what the yeah. bad weird is with the good weird. She doesn't have that street smarts to yeah, know, like, still a little naive to the world. Yeah, it's like let's not go uh, with strangers, especially <laughs> with candy. Yeah, stranger danger, and this is a dangerous stranger. Very much so, like, cause like a uh, eventually hunter like comes back up there and's like sees Finnick and apparently knows that Finnick is a bounty hunter or not a good person. I'm like. There's no uniform. You ha- has he run into Finnick before or something that I'm not aware no, of? Didn't he? Uh, or was it Omega that saw the blaster? Was it him? Omega or saw Omega. Okay. Omega saw the blaster, but that's not really that unusual. No, like everybody seems to be packing heat in the Star Wars universe. I think that's or at least everybody we see. Yeah, I think Hunter was just being protective. I think he probably would have been ready to fight anybody. Just, I guess that's true. He's used to being a soldier. Just, yeah. Even then, it's looking like, ah, get away from him. It's like, calm down. You don't know this person's bad yet. We know that she's trouble, but, you know. So, like that, that's that's that. That's right here starts the nice little chase scene between Finnick and Hunter. Yes. And did it look very familiar to you at all? It did. It felt like, um, what was it, episode two? Yeah, Attack kind of the Clones. Yes. Ba-da-ba-ba. It was, uh, there's nothing I love more than a speeder chase, man. I don't know what it is. Ever since I was a kid, just watch, just seeing those speeders, man, just brings me right back. Yeah, I like, I like to see the speeders. It was also interesting seeing the, uh, one of one of the aliens right there I was driving was listening to music. One in the, oh, the dump truck. Yes, he was jamming out. He had, was oblivious to everything. Because yeah, when, they, when they first, they, they like, when they're during the chase, one of the things they land onto is a, uh, like a dump truck thing, and the alien doesn't notice that uh, 
this he's losing his cargo. Oh, did we uh, forget to mention? Did Probably. The, I'm, uh, Fennec and uh, Wrecker fight. And, like, the did it happen before or after? Was I, that, was I, that before I think it was this? before. Because okay. she fell off onto the thing. And man, she just... Steven Seagal Wrecker right into the wall. Just, you could say Wrecker got wrecked. wrecked. For what? Second episode in a row? Yeah. He's gonna have, strong as a... Yeah, I feel like... I, I think he's just mm. used to fighting droids. Just running at them, beating the hell out of them. And then Fennec, she's like, there's no way she could take him one-on-one, just strength-wise. So well, she's, I'm just thinking about it. I, I, I feel like uh, Wrecker has been hit on the head or knocked out every episode. Pretty much, yeah. He's been shot like, in the head. Like, first episode, the training thing, he gets knocked. I think when they're escaping, he gets knocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, last episode, he gets a concussion. Yep. This time he gets his butt kicked. He's going to have CTE very soon. And his helmet, man, just flies off easier than all the other ones. Yeah, it's like, it's like not even attached. Like, I know it's a special helmet, but it's like, it's like, my helmet, oh, God, my head. <laughs> it just pops off. Like, you just flick it with your finger, it's going to go flying. Yeah, I, I really have worries that that wrecker's going to get, like, something bad's going to happen to him with how many times he just gets knocked out. Yeah, I haven't seen... Just think, maybe he's going to activate the chip or something. Mm-hmm. Something's going to happen. Also, I feel. I'm glad you remember that scene where they where they go through that 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 maintenance tunnel because it was very strange though because like they go through a tam tunnel, it's underground, right? Yeah, yeah. And she goes, under- she goes up a ladder, and is it above? Is on top of a skyscraper, like a, a tall tower? I'm like, so we go underground to go up to the top tower. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. I love, like, um, Hunter had the most, like, parent reaction. Where, like, oh, yeah, she's on the tower. She's hanging. He's like, she's hanging? Like, what did you just say? Well, yeah, it's like, what do you mean she's just hanging up there? That, that, I'm like, yeah, I felt that. Because, believe me, I've said it, like, what do you mean he's stuck on a fence? Because. <laughs> Yeah, and it was also interesting how the why there's why just why they how he finds this out is tech being tech has hacked into the city's uh, security system because you know that stuff's easy to do when you're tech. Yeah, but man, yeah. So once they got onto that thing, Fennec man, yeah, she's just like, oh, speeder just tosses the guy off. Like, yep, he's dead. <laughs> he ain't surviving that. Well, there was also like remember there like they have the the police the police were like get over there. And she literally oh, just yeah. shoots them dead. Yeah, guys on like that is, yeah, crashes the other guy. They explode. Yeah, she's like, I don't have time guys. for this. Just shoot you. Let's get out of my way. They're like some of the other ones are usually get knocked out. No, they just straight up got murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice because like Lee Singer being a little bit more skillful, a little bit more her cruel side because she doesn't care what happens. Like as long as the work gets done, right. I mean, that kind of shows why she's good. She's not afraid to uh, do the dirty work. Doesn't really yeah, care for fr- collateral damage. Yeah, but she's also still like, for this entire chase scene in this episode, it's like very easy going about it. Didn't seem too stressed out or worried about what was going on. No, she's like, she's oh, like I'm ah. used to this. This is just another Tuesday. Just another Tuesday. One thing I was actually kind of fun about this, uh, about this uh, this chase scene we're doing right here, once they're uh, 
is how Hunter finally finds use for that explosive he couldn't sell. He's kind of like, hey, got this explosive. I guess I'll uh, blow up this 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 uh, bounty hunter's uh, speeder, which seemed kind of dangerous at times, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would probably be like a last resort, especially with Omega near. But it all worked out. Mm-hmm. They Hunter eventually like is able to save save Omega and they get him back to their ship. Which luckily for them, they've got the signature drive done and got the ship ready to to launch off with the the help of those. Uh, Echo, like Echo was able to bring the the droids and the protocol droid over there and get the ship back together in record time. Oh, I, I I love that little short one just jumping down. Just oh, that was that was funny. I don't know why it just made me laugh. That was hilarious. The thing that also was really hilarious, like how uh, the race race six is like like when he sees him launching, like no, no, don't go, don't go, crap, it <laughs> goes my money. It's like, well, it's like, what are you gonna do really about it? It's like it's like running away. It's like no, please don't go, just for show. It's like, <sighs> but I know it's oh, like. Um, <clears throat> You know, Fennec even paid her um, the informant too, even though she, nothing really came of it. Well, no, I, she still got to see the targets and has yeah. a little bit better understanding of their fighting ability. Yeah, she didn't seem to mind at all. Easily paid him back. Like, yeah, you did a good job. Here you go. I'm like, oh, okay. I would have been like maybe like half payment or something. Which I think kind of makes sense because I mean, she is a bounty hunter, right? And so, you kind of don't want to screw over your informants. Yeah. You kind of want to treat them nice. Yeah. You never know when you're going to need them. And probably, I imagine she's probably getting paid very well to try to track down Omega. Yeah. If she's at least, like, didn't mind a loss. Like, ah, absolutely get some good payment out of this. And she's like, I'll but get them soon enough. Yeah. Who do you think has got the contract for this one? Because uh, Hunter and Omega, they, they, they talk about the... Bounty Hunter is probably looking for them, probably her specifically. Yeah. But no clue of who who they're who's who uh Phoenix working for, because she says on the end of it that she's the target got away, but she'll she'll find her. I think it's but for maybe, who? um I think the I think Omega's like like we said before, she's probably what they have planned, like their backup plan. Like to try to keep the uh them relevant to the Empire. Yeah. Like in case something happens, I think they're trying to get Omega back. They could care less about the Bad Batch. You know. Because they're bad. Yeah. Very fair. It was also, um, maybe I'm misremembering it, but I thought, it seemed like in the first few episodes they let her go with the Bad Batch, but now they want to bring her back. Like, why did they separate, if they wanted to keep her, why didn't they separate Omega from the Bad Batch when she was still on Kamino? Yeah, that's well. Because I'm pretty sure they could have like, hey guys, that's one of our clones. They took her without a red. Like, hey, do you mind? Like, because the first episode she gets separated by the clone troop. Like, she gets the, the same jail by the clone troopers. Kamido's probably should have would have known that. So I'm not sure why they're like, hey, can you at least bring her to us? Like, she's not really part of this. Sorry about that. Is it okay? Yeah. Hmm. They see. It seems like they planned to have her leave, but now I'm like. Not hundred percent sure. I think they probably changed their mind. It's like they saw what happened with uh, Crosshair and all that. They're like, shit, if 
we suddenly don't aren't needed anymore. We need to figure out a way that they will need us. And Omega is probably the best bet for that. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious why. Like, I'm hoping it's not it's not a force sensitivity, but like I I want something interesting. Right. Something we haven't seen before. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Dave Filoni is the one who could probably give us something that we haven't seen before to make it interesting. Because I will be disappointed if she's just more sensitive. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, ah, uh, knew it, called it. That's no fun. No. I want to be surprised. But uh, I wonder where the Bad Batch is going next. Because like, one thing I don't, I don't feel like they do nice, there's not a whole lot of hints at the end of these episodes, really. Guess no, at where they're going. They just kind of end. Yeah, because like, I know they're going, they're going to the planet out of, out of floor, but why they're going there, what's cool about that planet, no idea right now. It's like, the, like you know, when you're a kid, you spin the globe, you stick your finger, and this is where I'm going to live. It's, it's almost like that's what they did. Because we don't even know why they're going mm-hmm. there. It's just like, oh, that's where we're going. And that's about all I have right now for this episode. Do you have uh, is there anything else you saw in this episode you wanted to bring up, or you saw? We did see Wildcats. Oh yeah, we did see market. those cats. Yeah, that was a nice. I noticed that. But I'm wondering, man. So, do you think Fennec's gonna be like a bounty hunter with them, or I, I kind of have a feeling like she might join them at some point. Like something's gonna happen, and she's gonna join up with them. Hard to say because I know in the Mandalorian, she's known as someone who's a who is a ruthless, worked in the underworld. Like I'm not sure if she's still right now just under her uh her uh more darker, more mean days, or like was she always just kind of like a bounty hunter, like that was just kind of nice, did whatever needed for money and just will be a good guy? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. But I, I think it would be pretty cool to see her team up with them if they have to fight Crosshair and you know, those other those other troopers. Mm-hmm. Did you did you like the fact that uh I forget if I brought this up that Finnick is voiced by the same actress who portrayed her in Mandalorian? Oh yeah, Ming uh, Na Wen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad. Yeah, I did. I re- mm-hmm. Me too. I'm glad they got they got a chance to use her again, and I'm glad, chance, glad they got to see her do more stuff in this episode. Besides being just like I feel like the first time we met her in the Mandalorian, she didn't do much, and then did a couple things throughout the series, but not as much as I'd like. I really want to see more more Finnick. She yeah. like such a cool character, just. I think we need to get a little bit more out of her before the uh, Book of Boba Fett starts, mm-hmm. just so we could care for her a little more. I think that's what the Bad Batch is going to do for her. It's going to kind of get you to care about her, see how she changes. Did you have any uh, any theories you think might be going on for this this uh, this series? I mean, I think something's going to happen with Wrecker. He's going to get knocked in the head too much. And I think at one point they're going to have to fight him, like to restrain him and try to get that chip fixed. I think he's going to get knocked up just one time, just too many. Oh, maybe, maybe actually like uh, his chip activates because he's been hit too many times or something yeah. like that. That seems possible. One thing I was wondering, cause I need to figure out what this time frame is. Is I kind of like to see another uh, another instance of a young Boba Fett in this, or yes. really like a future a future a future season of this because I kind of like to see Boba Fett as a uh, 
Like, I think we saw him a little bit in the Clone Wars, but I want to see more of see what he's up to right now. Like, maybe him and Finnick have a run-in together is why he was there to help her on Tatooine is because of their earlier relationship. You know that would I mean? be interesting. That would make more sense of why he would save her. Yeah. I mean, because how does he, in the Mandalorian, how would he even know that she's a bounty hunter and even worth saving? Right. I mean, she was like half dead. I'm not sure she's not going to go into her whole life story. Like, as he's like standing over, should I save you? It's like, convince me. Yeah. And imagine it's not, it's not, probably not cheap to get someone revived and brought back with, with machine parts as they did in the Mandalorian. Like, so I feel like they should have some kind of bond or connection that, no telling yeah. if this will happen. Is there anybody else from the uh, original, like, original trilogy that you'd like to see in this one earlier or like be a younger version or, any other things that connected to it? Mm. Or even then, anything else from this that might connect it to the Mandalorian besides, like, we have Fennec Shin now. Do we have anything else that's going to connect it to the Mandalorian? Like, maybe an early early scene of uh, Baby Yoda because, you know, he's 50 years old Mandalorian. He's yeah. he's alive right now during this time. So. That's true. I, yeah, that would, be, that would be a nice little thing. Just <clears throat> not even, like, a whole scene with him, but maybe just a background what they're doing somewhere maybe they're around where some jedis probably you know got away or they're hiding some and you just see him that would yeah, be pretty just cool like, even like, like a little cameo would be nice yeah yeah that would be pretty cool i'd like to see that or even then we could also even see a young din Djarin in this as well oh yeah so anyway, he's he's right now training uh he's already been picked up by the order and being trained and trained to be a mandalorian so yeah that could be interesting yeah, because like we couldn't see him like the in the in the uh, rebels and villains because we they hadn't designed the character yet, but now he exists. So maybe they need uh, some help from Death Watch. You know, they land on the planet and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, or or, or see just uh, Katie Sackhoff's character. I uh, can't think of her name right now. The other Mandalorian, um, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, thank you. <laughs> I know the name, and it was like just fleeting from my mind. Like I hate. Yeah, maybe I'm wanting, I'm wanting too many things just from the other series to be bleeding into this. I mean, they could. I mean, they could just, there's so much they could put into it. Even just as mm-hmm. like little background Easter eggs, which would make it a lot worthwhile, I think. Yeah. Like, this, this series is very interesting because it's, like, it's the first time I think we've had, it's at the literal beginning of the Empire. Yeah. And I'm wondering about other things, other things that might be seeing in here, like more prototypes of their the TIE fighters and prototypes of the walkers and stuff and get to see them phase, phase out. They were literally going to be able to see them phase out the troopers and the old weaponry from the Republic and make the Imperial weapons. Yeah. And I mean, they're doing a pretty good world building, you know, kind of showing Mm -hmm. how, what, what the empire is like, how they're moving forward. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's all I have right now. Unless you have anything else, I think it's about time for me us uh, to wrap it up. Do you have any final thoughts of this episode or the series itself? Uh, so far, this has been my favorite episode. I liked it. There was you got to see uh, more of a um, echoes humor, and uh, this, like I said, any any good speeder bike chase is a okay in my book. Yeah, I'm hoping to see a lot more of them working together and like. I don't know why, but like for some reason, like it feels like they they're doing fine, but they don't seem to be as as good as they were when the series started, when they took out that entire platoon. But maybe that's just me. Yeah, I know but, what you mean. It seems like they're almost like they're losing their edge. 
Yeah. I, I'm not sure if it's because they're like not sure about things because now they're led on their own, like what they're supposed to be doing. But I don't know. Hopefully I they get it's better. They get some more. It's good. This was a better episode. So I'm hope I'm really looking for the next episode seeing maybe it'll get even better. Well, when you think about it too, they're missing an integral part of their team. Crosshair, he's gone. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't so that probably that probably is like helping he was their, their, uh... their sniper. So he was their cover. So you, we're kind of seeing how they're gonna how they're working without him. That's actually what I think. Bennett could fill in that gap at some point. That's that's what I think might happen. Ooh, because she's like she also the sharpshooter. Yes. That would be a good fit. So it's gonna be crosshair and their troopers. Bad Batch was Fennec. That's what I think. <laughs> that seems likely. I, I I hope like something cool like that happens. But uh, like to thank everybody for listen, listening, listen. What what is listen? <laughs> Listening, listener, listeners. Thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening to us talk about weird stuff, mostly Star Wars. But anyways, if you'd like to follow us. You can follow us. Follow Master's buttons on Twitter at the Mash Network or our podcast at Clan of Three. And uh Death Squad, where can they follow you or find out the interesting things you like to talk about with Star well, Wars or whatever? I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Death Squad, the letter O. Also um join the Discord because I'm I'm there, Kerr's there, Ed's there, and you can all tell Ed how wrong he is. Yeah. Even when he's right, tell me he's wrong because yes. he is. Especially tell him to stop talking shit about Kerr when he's not here. Hey, we have to sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody does it. Every time I come on a podcast, it's like I get like destroyed for some reason. <laughs> but if you'd like to follow me and watch me get destroyed, you can follow me on Twitter at Kerrabaras, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S, or on twitch.tv slash you can also follow me on on YouTube at Crowbar, where I randomly put up videos. Currently, I'm doing Resident Evil, and uh, probably also weekly talk about Apex Legends on Dropping Spicy, and follow us on our Twitter at Dropping Spicy. And finally, you can see me talk about the match, the new Mash Effect Legendary Edition with uh, Wookie BH and uh, Chip from Wondrous Tales, as we talk about. Mass Effect on Squad Goals. You can follow us at Squad Goals. And uh, also, I just want to give you guys a little congratulations on Dropping Spicy. You guys had your 100th episode. Right, we did just have our 100 episodes. I can't believe we got to 100 That's episodes. That's crazy, man. And thank you, by the way, because you've been there since the beginning since yes. that podcast started. <sighs> now we have a partnership going on, so uh, it's going to yeah, be interesting, man. Interesting things like, mm-hmm. And if you'd like to f- hang out with us, you can join us on the Mash Buttons community over on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. Please share the show and, and uh, with others and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also support show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mash.buttons where we have tiers and content starting at uh, about $1 for tiers and then content at $5. Please stay tuned after the show to hear more about the other shows on our network. I have a bad feeling about this. I'm worth more than 2,000. That's that's right, buddy. You're worth 250. Yes. And if hey, hey, if if you shine if you shine up that little that little like a uh, get a better blaster, maybe tree fitty. That's right. But 
Later, everybody. Look forward Bye, to catch everyone. you up next week where we talk about more Bad Batch and Star Wars. Yes. Laters. See ya. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 